don't want to be strong like men who look pretty. I want to be strong like bitch that fight bears in the forest. Welcome to another episode of Bitch vs. Bear with your hosts, me, Amber, and my bestie, Sydney. Woo! We are co-owners of Shield Maiden Training Co. And this is a show where we bitch, laugh, and chat about all things fitness and wellness related to women and the LGBTQIA plus community. That's what we do. It is. We talk about a lot of things. We do. And yeah. 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 Last episode of the month. Woohoo. And we are talking about da, 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 cultivating a company culture for your work-life balance. Ooh. I know. No. So really, this is for those of you who are in leadership roles at your workplaces or mm-hmm. Even if you're not maybe in that position just yet, listen in and, you know, maybe you can share this episode with those folks. There you go. But in a like positive way, don't be passive aggressive. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I listened to this great episode. Yeah. You listen to this. You don't do any of this shit. Doesn't feel passive aggressive. That just feels aggressive. (laughs) Sometimes I have a hard line. Sometimes I just walk right into the aggressive side. So yeah, you can share this episode with them to help them create a better company culture that supports that work-life balance. Nice. And it is important to remember that every company is unique and that the specific strategies you implement should align with those organizations, values, industry, and the workforce you're actually trying to like prop up. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. So we're prioritizing that work-life balance, we can, well, you can create a more positive and productive work environment that benefits both you, your employees, your business, you know, all the things. things. Whole company. The whole company. We're doing good things for the whole company. Okay. So a healthy work-life balance can lead to increased job satisfaction, reduced stress, and improved retention rates. I feel like we talked about this in like first episode or something yeah earlier in the month uh so if you're in a hiring position you understand that turnover is costly mm-hmm. this is not a thing we want to do no. not only is onboarding a new employee time consuming but your hours that are hard for you to recoup but while onboarding that employee is also not producing like they're not super useful when they're no, onboarding they're not. i don't know if you've been onboarded recently but it's you're not any good and then you're taking time from everybody else because you have a lot of questions questions are great yeah but, but you're not making that company any money being no. onboarded no. uh so here are some steps to help you create a culture that prioritizes that work-life balance so you can retain those employees and keep everybody happy and not have to dump all your money into onboarding. Yeah. All the time. All the time. So I love this one. Okay. What is it? See the results, not the hours. I think a lot of people in leadership roles focus on, okay, well you have to work Mm. this, you know, X amount of hours. Yeah. But I think a lot of companies are starting to acknowledge that productivity is the thing that should be the most important. Yes. So while I might only work six hours, if I am productive for that entire time, who cares if I'm not working my full eight hours? Right. Did you meet all your goals and get everything done that you needed to do for that day? Were you there? You know, were you supporting your coworkers? Did you mm-hmm. help them accomplish their things? Yeah. You know, like 
productivity comes in a lot of different facets and it's not just about the hours that you work. Mm-hmm. Um, and also where you work from, like if you're being productive and you're getting everything done, but you're working from your couch and you're taking calls from your couch, does it really matter that you're sitting on your couch? I don't think so. Unless you're in like a professional zoom meeting and you're in your PJs on your couch. Yeah. That's maybe a little Put a button down on Blur the background. Yeah. And it's fine. And stay in those pajama pants as long as you're not going to get up and walk away from the computer. So as a manager, I think it's important to focus on, you know, the tasks that are being completed and Mm -hmm. really the quality of the work rather than, you know, the amount of hours your team is working Mm -hmm. and also trusting them. Yes. To, you know, that, that trust that you build within your team is going to make sure that they are more productive and they giving them that freedom to choose like when that productivity comes into play. Sometimes you need to be super productive and you're going to have to work more hours and they're going to be more okay with working more hours. If, you know, two weeks ago, you didn't care that they were sitting on their couch for an hour at the end of the day because they had done all of their work. Yeah, exactly. That flexibility is important. It is. Okay. So it's also important to provide support services. Offer resources such as counseling, stress management programs, or wellness initiatives that help employees manage their work and their personal lives effectively. I know what we're talking about. Uh, or you can think of unique benefits like pet insurance. I would totally be on board with that. Right. Uh, to increase those retention rates. And those are great recruitment tools. Yeah. Like if I saw you know, the usual benefits. And then the company was offering pet insurance on top of like just the regular human insurance. Like, yes, yeah, I am on board for that. M- the majority of millennials have pets. Yeah. Hint, hint companies out there listening. Right. Not there. Individuals listening. Suggest this to, to for companies. Yeah. Suggest this to your business or company and maybe you get some pet insurance out of it. Right. Like it makes sense. I think this one is probably a no-brainer, but I'm going to say it anyway. Encourage your employees to take regular breaks. What? I know. Remind employees to take short breaks during the day to to recharge. Mm -hmm. Um, You could even do something like start a walking club in the morning that takes at like 10 a.m. Everybody's like, we're going to stop for 10, 15 minutes and we're going to go walk around the block. Love that. Right. It gets your brains flowing, everything. And it, you're also going to create that like culture of socialization of like, hey, mm-hmm. if there's a scheduled time for us to chit chat on right. our walk while we're getting a little bit of exercise. Great. I will probably take fewer breaks and stand at the coffee machine or the water fountain or whatever, yeah. because I know I have that yeah. time scheduled in. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I need to take. 10, 15 minutes when I get in in the morning to chat with my coworker about things. It's like the bus ride. Exactly. Like yes. Coworker adults. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> institute fika, you know, that coffee and cake time. Maybe you don't do this every day like the Swedes do, but maybe you do it like once a week around 3 p.m. And everybody knows like on Thursday at 3 p.m. We get coffee and cake. And it, this is our break. It's 15 minutes. It's really structured. And it gives them time to chat. And yeah. it's just a 
you can even put that under your employee benefits. Yeah. Can you get a scheduled once a week coffee and cake? If I saw that in a new hire packet, I'd be on board. Like, what do I have to do? You pick up trash. Great. I also think like encouraging employees to leave the office and take lunch and mm-hmm. also take time for their personal appointments or self-care. Yeah. Especially things where it's like, you know, if they cut out 30 minutes early, it kind of goes back up to that, you know, mm-hmm. how productive have they been? Can they cut out 30 minutes early to, you know, go draw blood or whatever they need yeah. to do? Or yeah, it just makes it easier rather than like nitpicking that that PTO of like, well, I'm going to stick it out because I, you know, yeah, it just, I think it's better for everybody if you're not that nitpicky about it. I think so too. Or, you know, relating back to last week's episode about parenting and dealing with all this, you know, if they have to take half an hour, an hour to go to their kid's school to pick them up in the middle of the day because they got sick and now they have to work from home the rest of the day, allowing, depending on what their job is allowing that flexibility for them to go work from home because their kid is sick Mm -hmm. is super important and is going to help retain, especially those like parental workers. Yeah. And I think we need that flexibility in their lives. If you're, if you're willing as a supervisor and you have the ability to be like, Oh, you, your kid has a play at 3 PM. Sure. Yeah. No. And it doesn't require them to burn PTO or like, it just makes yeah. it for a much more like comfortable work environment. Yeah. They've got some special thing going on in their classroom for, I don't know, whatever kids do. Macaroni, macaroni art I, project? I don't, I don't know. Parent teacher day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those teacher conferences, those are real. Yeah. Those are real. <laughs> That's a thing <laughs> to do. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a parent, y'all. I don't know what they do. Um, I, don't, I don't have to do that with my dog. That'd be hysterical. <laughs> Doggy daycare requires you to come in for parent-teacher conference <laughs> once a quarter. That would be adorable. I would love to know how Gracie's doing. No, I wouldn't. She'd be a terror. <laughs> it would not be a good conference. I'd be that parent. <laughs> it's not my dog. It's all the other dogs. <laughs> my precious little baby has done nothing wrong. No, she's always wrong. Um, so, okay. So setting clear expectations. I love this just in all facets of, facets of life. Um, Clearly define expectations regarding work hours, response times to emails, and the importance of taking breaks, like we just talked about. Encourage employees to use their paid time off and discourage a culture of overworking. Yay. Yay. They have that PTO as part of their benefits package. They should use it. They should use it. And not for <laughs> stupid mundane 30-minute increments where they have to go go, their kids play yeah where they have to go to their kids play it should be for time to relax rejuvenate and be able to come back and be highly productive in their work yes true time off true time off Mm -hmm. agreed i this one got me that that set clear expectations because of like the response times to emails like yes i I know you've had issues with this in the past yeah i (laughs) I am one of those workers who, for emails, I have 24 hours to respond to an email. Yeah. Unless, Unless it is marked urgent, urgent for some reason. And then, great. If it is urgent, something is actually urgent, pick up the phone and call me. There. If I choose not to answer the phone in my off time, I do not get 
that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't get reprimanded. I don't get just nobody yeah. gets to be like, well, you didn't answer your phone when I called. Like none of that. This is why I hate things like Teams and Slack mm-hmm. because they have. I'm I'm never like sure. I'm like, is this like an email where I have 24 hours to respond, or is this like a <laughs> phone call where I have I either answer it or I don't. It's in between. And I hate that blurred line with those things. Mm, the constant, that's interesting. the yeah. constant access to me. And I'm like, okay, but I don't get to choose the time frame in which I respond to this because you have constant access. Like, it's not like a phone call where I can say no. It just sits there. Yeah. And I'm like, but if I wait 24 hours, is that acceptable? Is it like if you're email? not working? Yeah, that is absolutely acceptable. I don't know. Some people, I, but they, they didn't set a clear expectation on it. I think unless they tell you when they need an answer for something like Teams and Slack, I think it is your judgment call. Like, does this feel like an urgent question that I have to answer right away? Or can I do these other things first and get back to it when I feel I have time? Well, my issue is they didn't set clear expectations around it. And then it might not be urgent to me, but the other person on the other end might deem it urgent and think then it's they like, need to tell you that. then it's like, a fun, right. I just, it's, I don't like teams in Slack. I don't, I, so my team refused to download Slack when the rest of, when, when the new influx of people decided they wanted to use Slack, we were like, no, we have teams. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like we have a good at least on my team, we have a good culture of how we use teams. Um, I think like I get messages and questions from folks and they're like, Hey, when you have time, I have this question. Okay. Um, it's usually folks are not usually just randomly calling. Usually it's a, Hey, do you have time to chat in five minutes? Gotcha. Do you have time this afternoon? Um, if it's something urgent, it's they usually say that like hey i need i need an i need this response. going on like yeah. um so yeah i think i think we have we have developed a good so you have set clear expectations i mean they weren't explicitly set but i think we all understand them okay well that is good <laughs> like sometimes messages come in on off hours but i do not feel that there is an expectation that i have to answer that in my off hours that's good yeah good for your team it is good for our team. Yeah. A good team. I really like my team. That's good. Yeah. For you leaders, this is, you got to do it. You mm-hmm. got to lead by example. Yep. You know, it, it starts from you. This is the one time trickle down works. Trickle down economy is, mm. I have a whole thought on that. But leading by example, it does start at the top. So those of you who are in leadership or manager roles, you should be demonstrating your own personal commitment to work-life balance. Yes. So you need to be taking vacations and making sure your team is taking vacations, Mm -hmm. actual paid time away from the office where you don't bother them, where you don't slack or teams (laughs) them. And, you know, you need to leave work at a reasonable hour. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that every day you're cutting out early or that you're unwilling to stay when the time calls for it. But setting that example and the expectation that people are going home at a reasonable hour. Yes. And this one's big for me. Avoid sending work-related emails during weekends or late at night. If you 
if you need to type it up as a manager and set for it to go out Monday morning cool. so that you don't lose that train of thought, that's fine. That's cool. But you don't need to be sending that at Sunday afternoon right. because bombarding your employees inbox on a Sunday afternoon, it's going to stress them out when they log in on Monday morning. Yeah. And they're going to feel like I need to respond to everything that came in on Sunday afternoon, even if it's not urgent. Right. But it does set an unspoken expectation that you should always be available. Mm -hmm. That like maybe, maybe you as a manager are not expecting anyone to answer you on Sunday afternoon or Saturday morning or whenever you're sending this email, 11 o'clock at night. But it's still setting that example of like, I'm working these late hours. Yep. And so then employees might be like, uh, should I be working these hours? And like, not getting I'm not paid. working now. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for it. Do I need to respond to this right now? Like, and it's he, from my boss. <laughs> and I see a lot of uh, managers and leaders who will send an email on the weekend and say, oh, I don't expect you to respond or no need to respond until working hours. But you're still setting that example of like, yeah, you, your email and you, working and you told me not to respond, but you're working. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that person. Don't be that. Put it on a sticky note. Put it on a sticky note. Put it in your <laughs> OneNote. Copy it verbatim from your OneNote into an email at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. on Monday morning and be a respectable, responsible <laughs> There's my rant on that. Well, it's story time, so do you have some more rants? Probably. But we're going to start with you. Oh, shoot. I know I was supposed to think about these. I yeah, forgot. you were. Ha-ha. Elevator music. It's story time. Uh, what are some of the best examples we've seen of work-life balance in our careers? A really good question. I know. That's why I wrote it. Good. You can answer it. Okay. So... <laughs> One of the best examples that I've seen is people, again, I think really leading by example. I've yeah. had um, some great supervisors who have really set the tone and been like, this is my expectation, but then followed it to a T. And I mean, they they really went to the letter on that of like, mm -hmm. They didn't send emails over the weekend. Um, unless they explicitly said, I'm working this weekend. It is not my expectation that you work, but right. I've had to take time during the week for whatever yeah. and and really laid it out. And I also think some of the best examples that I've seen is showing ways to manage that work-life balance where they say, you know what? I am taking some time during the week. I'm not using PTO. I have personal responsibilities to my kids or to my aging right. parents and I'm going to take this time and then I'm going to make up for it on the weekend or when I have time and, yeah. and really showed like what that balance can look like. It's not always that 50, 50, even split, but showing like, okay, sometimes these things pop up and that's okay. And we're not going to like nickel and dime you for your PTO. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to say like, okay, if you need to make it up, these are the other ways that you can. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that because sometimes there are days when you just don't feel good about working. Yeah. Like whether you need a mental health day, maybe you have other things on your mind. Dogs need to go to the vet, but it yeah. doesn't mean that you should have to burn that PTO and things like that. But it's like, how 
how to strike that balance. And I thought that was a nice way to do it of like, you know what? Sometimes I'm just more productive in the evening. Like I am not a productive evening person, (laughs) but they allowed me to work early. So like, yeah, I was sending emails to clients and things at 7 a.m. Because that was your productive time. That's my productive time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I love this. So my brain shuts off at 3 p.m. See, mine shuts off midday. So I'm very productive, like first thing in the morning and very productive later in the afternoon. Like midday is rough. I can go from <laughs> seven to about two to three and that that's it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. Hands, hands washed at that point. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, best examples. Honestly, I think... I think the team that I'm working with right now is practicing the best work-life balance that I've seen. Ooh, yeah. It's very exciting. Um, You know, we've gotten a new supervisor uh, into the department in the last couple of years, and they're doing a great job of setting the example of like, hey, I need to take time off because I have this thing going on in my life, you know? You can call me if you need me, but like, we try not to. (laughs) Um, And like, does feel like he, you know, has very reasonable work hours. Like we're not getting a ton of post work hours, weekend emails or messages. And if they are, it's usually like, hey, hope you're having a good weekend. Like, it's very nice. Oh, that's very nice. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a great example of like, sometimes you can reach out as a supervisor without needing something from your employees. Yeah, it was great. One of our team members um, during their time off between seasons was traveling and like sent pictures and like we got updates and communicated and like chatted via Teams. That's cool. While she was while she was out doing her thing. And that was really awesome. It kept us connected while she was in her off season. And um, yeah, it feels really good. And like, you know, we get messages on a Friday afternoon being like, hey, if you can bail out early today, do it. It's great. Love that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's what I'm currently working in is one of the best examples because it does feel like a true um, encouragement of healthy work-life balance. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure we can both share some <laughs> fun things. What are some of the worst examples we've seen oh. of work-life balance in our careers? So... I think, I mean, I think in our first episode, maybe I, the month I talked about, you know, having a supervisor where they, they talked a good game about work-life balance, but didn't actually allow it. <laughs> Their employees. I tried to take vacation one, at one point and like, they were still like, oh, well, we still need you to do this while you're on vacation. I was like, wait, what? What's the it's not vacation. That's not actually how this works. Um, but I think the best example of the worst work-life balance um, was when I was working as a school photographer. Ah, uh, I remember like that is just a a rough time period. Like it's just it's a tough place to find balance. Um, but there's this one time where I. And like, I'd been working with the company for three or four years at this point. 
and like was very reliable, always showed up, always on time, did great work. And then one morning or like one overnight, I was so sick. I was up vomiting. I don't even know how many times that night, like so weak. I could barely crawl out of bed to get to the bathroom. Oh, geez. It's like, and you know, we have to be at the schools at like 7 a.m. Yeah. So I had to call my boss at like three in the morning and be like, dude, I cannot. And he was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I, I physically can't get out of my bed. Like I cannot go photo- photograph today. It's like, well, all right, well, you're going to need to like get your camera equipment. Somebody like, are you kidding me? Like it was the worst experience. Oh my gosh. I was so like, I, it was bad. So I was down for like, I think I took a day off. And then the next day, it's like, I still feel terrible. And they were like, well, we don't have anyone else. You have to go to the school. It's like, okay. Cause I was, you know, early twenties. I couldn't stand up for myself. Well, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, showed up to the school. Uh, you know, one of the like account managers was there overseeing things. Luckily it was nearby to my house that day. And like everyone looked at me, I carried in my 300 pounds of equipment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This was before we even had the carts. <laughs> carried in all my equipment, set everything up. My coworkers were looking at me and they're like, you're green. You can't do this. I'm like, I fucking know I can't do this. <laughs> I told them I can't do this. I told them. <laughs> So luckily the account manager was like, you can go home. I'll photograph. But I still had to go back to the school and pick up my equipment at the end of the day. Oh my gosh. Like it was bananas. Like it was just, it was rough. Yeah. It sounds like it. So that's my, that's my worst (laughs) story. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, It was dehydration turns out, which I'm not shocked like with how much we worked, how much we sweat under all those lights and how much I did not eat. Mm. I was very skinny during that time in my life. Well, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. What is, what is your worst work-life balance? um, My worst work, worst example is probably the lack of balance between work and life. There was definitely a, time where it was like oh well you can sleep when you're dead mm-hmm. like yes just just work we need people to work mm-hmm. um you know we it was very seasonal at the time and then so it's like well you just got to get it in while it's here and yep. it doesn't matter if you know you have other things going on and it, i mean in some ways it's really translated into the rest of my life like i don't don't take a vacation during the summer because I was trained from pretty early on, like from working camps and then into a bunch of other things that you, you know, you don't take a vacation during the summer. That's when we work. Right. And so now like, I don't take a vacation during the summer one because it's hot and I I don't really want to go anywhere, but to be fair, that's when all the children are taking vacations too. True. But it it did really stem from like, okay, you're just going to work until you can't stand up anymore for these uh, like yes. four months and then you'll be fine because you'll have this like portion of time off and then you'll go do it again for like the holiday season. And mm-hmm. so it was just like the lack of balance and like it was, it, everybody was doing it. Yep. All my supervisors, they're like, yep, we're, we're doing the same thing you are. 
And so like, that doesn't make it good. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, boo, you don't have a life either. Awesome. Um, or we were the only, my social life was the people that I work with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really hard to maintain relationships outside of work when all you do is work. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, that was not a good like yeah. balance time. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I struggled with that balance during that time. Yeah. I was talking about with the photography company as well, because that was also seasonal. So yeah. I had to have something else in the off season. So I had jobs at night. <laughs> so I photographed all day and then worked at the front desk or I actually did a Sears portrait studio at night for a while too. Back when Sears was still a thing. It was great. Sears was awesome, y'all. It's I true. don't know. It was good times. They even made houses. Right? Man. Okay. They have, okay. Anyways. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a whole episode on Sears. Sears. Um, okay. So our, our final story time question. How have we adjusted or shifted to have better work-life balances? Ooh. I know that I've shifted by having cut off times. Mm-hmm. Good. And not just working into the ground. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've also learned to take time off. I used to never take my birthday off. Like I would I've always right? worked up until yeah. very recently. And I'm like, why? Because it was never role modeled to me. Right. I never saw any supervisor be like, oh, I'm gonna take my birthday off. It was like why would you take your birthday off? And I'm like, because it's my birthday. It's my birthday. I should get to do whatever I want. It's my day. Mm-hmm. I only get one a year. It's true. So I think like doing things like that, like actually utilizing PTO mm-hmm. and really, you know, shutting off my phone and doing those kinds of things um, when I'm taking PTO and being like, no, you can't contact me. Yeah, I am nope. out of office. Um, it's definitely a big shift for me. And I love my birthday. As you should. Birthdays are great. I was thinking about this the other day. Because I feel like as we were growing up, like got older, like once we get out of our, into our teens and as young adults, it felt like there was this culture of like minimizing your birthday. And like, oh, once you got older, it was no big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. No, it is my birthday. It is my only day of the year where it is all about me. Yeah, it should definitely be a big deal. It should be. And I don't care if it's not a big deal. how old it is. To anybody else, it's a big deal to me. And I should get to do what I want to do. Yes. Anyways. Okay. That is my birthday. Right. Um, I think for me, it's just, I've gotten older. Like, like that's literally all it is. And I think as I've gotten older, I have gained more confidence in saying no to things and putting up boundaries in feeling comfortable, not working all the time. Yeah. And like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, I think we've talked about this before. We were raised with this, this hustle culture, our like generation and folks of our age of like, you have to be working all the time. Like what else would you be doing? Like living my life, anything else, reading my fairy books, like, Take my dog on a walk. Like anything besides working. Um, so I think that's really the biggest thing for me is just, just getting older, gaining that confidence in like, no, I can do my work in my allotted work hours and I don't have to take that home with me. I don't have to come in on the weekends. I don't have to work overtime. Yeah. Because like I did my work and 
my job is not life or death situations. So I don't have to be on all the time. Yeah. I think that's a good takeaway. And I also think like Instagram gives a false sense of like everybody, all of us should be traveling the world and we should all be influencers. I'm perfectly fine with my nine to five. Yeah. Like, like, yes, I would love to travel the world part, but like, but I'm okay using my PTO and things like that. You know, um, I do like a little bit more flexibility sometimes. Um, and, but for in general, like I, I want to work when I want to work and I want to be off when I want to be off. Yeah. And I think it's okay to do those things for all of you out there. It is. And we should be doing that. And I think I'm, I'm very grateful because this, the job that I have now does allow for a lot of flexibility uh, as long as I'm, you know, working normal hours most of the time, you know, there is that, that room to like, if I need to take a day off during the week, I can work on the weekends or I can make up some hours here and there or come in later, work later, leave early, whatever I need to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's important to have that balance. Work-life balance. So important. It's so important. Well, we did a whole month on it. It, it, it was so important. We did a whole month on it. That's a wrap for this episode and actually the month. And we are so excited to explore and dive into all of the topics that were four of them. Well, yeah, the the four allotted for October. Um, And we want to remind you, because we haven't done it in a while, to uh, do all the things like share, Mm -hmm. comment, engage with us on all of the various platforms like us, follow us, like us, follow us. Yeah. All the things. Um, definitely share this episode with your boss, but do it again in a very constructive way, not in a passive aggressive way or just an aggressive way or just an aggressive way. All right. Well, tune in next month for your listener submitted topics. I'm so excited. Yay.